Welcome to episode 106 of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly. I will be your host today. And today we're talking about the fact that you can't see the meaning through the trees. Clarity can only really exist in the light of truth. Branding just isn't a tactic. It's a lifestyle change. All right, what's up? The moment of clarity for this week is that there's a major difference between happiness and meaning. We're going to talk about it more in the episode, but it's so important. I wanted to talk about it twice. Just because you're happy doesn't mean you have meaning because happiness is temporary. I see a lot of people that are happy that don't have any meaning in their life. When the lights go off, when they go home by themselves, there's the emptiness. So please, 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 please don't ever confuse happiness with meaning. Pursue meaning and you'll get happiness. That's my moment of clarity for this week. Talk to you soon. I'm so excited for what he's going to show me. Hurry up and show me Paul's pick. So Paul's pick for this week is the book that I reference in this episode. It's called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was a prisoner in Auschwitz, the worst prison camp ever. So do you think we might have something to learn from the person who survived one of the most horrific things in humanity? I think so. So I think you should check it out. Man's Search for Meeting. It fits this episode like a glove. What I mean when I say you can't fix the meaning through the trees is the fact that there's a concept called the fog of life. Um, actually, there's a concept called the fog of war. And it's what happens when a soldier is in war. They make decisions um, in in a, a really compressed environment, an environment where there's live fire and there's lives at stake. And so decision-making can really get skewed and changed because it's such a high-pressure situation. They call it the fog of war. So you have to do a lot of training and discipline yourself to make more linear, rational decisions when you're in a completely irrational situation. So I've taken that fog of war mentality and I've coined something called the fog of life. And I feel that in life, it's the same thing. We're often making decisions based on situations and emotions and uh, deadlines and family crisis and, emo- and heartache and all these things that skew our ability to make the decisions we want. I call it the fog of life. And I think that it's really hard to remember and define our meaning, whether that's our meaning as a person, our meaning as a company, when we're in the middle of the fog of life, in the middle of the, in the thick of it. And I I know that you know what I mean, but I believe if we can define the meaning, keep the meaning at the center, then we'll be able to cut through the fog of life and find fulfillment even in the difficult things of life. Now in business, This plays out a lot of the time as a mission statement, and I'm going to talk about um, a meaningful mission statement a little bit later in the podcast. I'm going to give you an example. Um, Ours is a company. I'm going to talk through that a little bit. But in our personal lives, the mission is typically less defined. I think business and commerce has kind of forced us into this bucket where we feel like it's supposed to define it. But in our personal lives, we're Arguably, it's much more important because business is run by people, and if people have meaning, then they're going going to be more intentional and um, more fulfilled, but we don't really take the time a lot to define it in our personal lives, although it is very important to define. So 
let's back up for a second and let's see if you agree with me on this. So in our culture today, we spend our time largely, I'm saying the we as in our culture, not you and I, but maybe you and I as well, because we're part of the culture. We spend our time trying to eliminate, eliminate and remove struggle from our lives. We want to make our lives more convenient, more easy, more seamless, more catered to us, right? We have, we have this, right? And all the settings and the parameters, we set them, we set our house temperature, we try to be financially secure, we try to live someplace we love and control the weather and control the climate in our car, dual climate control, dual climate seats. Um, and it really is this this goal and this kind of idolization of like, let's pursue comfort. But I would also argue that without struggle, then our lives can become devoid of meaning because a lot of the time, the meaningful things in life come through struggle and through tension. This is why uh, we see people trying to climb mountains. Like why would anyone go through the pain and heartache of trying to climb a mountain? Why? Because they find meaning in it. Why would anyone go through the pain and struggle of childbirth? I mean, I didn't personally go through childbirth, but I witnessed it. And after my wife had our first child in labor for like a full day, because it was our first, I looked at her and I said, babe, I never want you to have to go through that again. And anybody that's witnessed childbirth or been through childbirth understands exactly what I mean. Long story short, we now have three kids. So, you know, that feeling wore off and we got to it. So but but what i want to what the point i wanted to get is that when we try to eliminate those things from our life eliminate struggle eliminate trials we actually lose a lot of meaning i think this is why the rich and famous a lot of the times people in hollywood people that make it people that will look we would look at their life and say well their life is largely devoid of struggles trials worry about money rich famous everything lined up everybody catering to all their needs. What happens a lot of the time to those people? Well, they become addicted to substances. They become depressed. Sometimes they even take their own lives. Why? I think because they've lost the meaning or they didn't have any to begin with. The meaning was always like money or stuff or lack of struggle. And then when all those things were removed, guess what happened? They didn't have any meaning and it was empty. So this is why I think we're driven to seek new challenges. It's why I think um, that when you take away struggle, we kind of break down as a human. And I want to talk about um, some of those elements, dynamics, and how I think we can get on track and stay on track to define meaning and to have org- run organizations and have personal lives that are a little more fulfilling and kind of what we want. And I think meaning is really the next phase of leadership because if a leader is going to lead, then they must, without a doubt, they must have a stated meaning. They must have an understanding of the meaning for why the group of people that they are leading should move forward. So in a lot of ways, meaning is the fuel that powers leadership. Let's go to the basis of meaning. I think we always want to make meaning about ourselves. What is my meaning? Why am I meaningful? 
But as I think about it more, as I am really working through it, I think that meaning has to, it absolutely has to point to something outside of ourselves. Think about that. How can I have meaning if it's only about me? How is that even possible? Can you be meaningful to yourself? Can you find meaning by serving yourself? Can you find meaning in a vacuum? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think meaning has to have an object. There has to be an object of the meaning. And let me give you some examples. So as a father, I find meaning in being a father. I can only do that if there are children to love and provide for and support. That brings me meaning, but only because they find value in it. Being a CEO, leading an organization, leading a company, I can only find meaning in being a leader and moving an organization forward if there's an object of that meaning. What I, what I mean by that is that there are people that move forward with me, that they benefit from the growth of a company. That's where I get my meaning from. There's an object of it, growing an organization. It takes an organization to grow for me to derive meaning from it. I can't just be meaningful because I'm a CEO. I, there's an object of the meaning and it's the growth and it's the lives that are effective. It's the community we can invest in, other people along the way that we can help. Another one, being a reliable friend. You can only find meaning in being a reliable friend if there's a friend on the other side that is the beneficiary of your efforts. Let's do uh, one more. Uh, Saving abused animals. Why do people find meaning in saving abused animals? Well, because there's an animal that becomes the object of the meaning. And saving that animal from that pain and that suffering, well, then that brings those people meaning. So I think that meaning is the very single most important element of a fulfilling life because there's a big difference between happiness and our idea of happiness in our culture and meaning. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, uh, you know that one of my favorite parts, and we actually talked about it in episode 100, I pulled up the clip. I was sitting down with V Auto founder, Dale Pollack. And he said, you know, chasing happiness is the way to emptiness and really pursuing meaning is what he thinks is, should be at the center because happiness comes after you find meaning and purpose. There's a major difference between happiness and meaning. I just spent four days in Las Vegas at the NADA National Convention, National Auto Dealer Association Convention, and I was in Las Vegas all kinds of people in Las Vegas. I saw all kinds of people wandering around and all different states of happiness. And I also saw a whole lot of emptiness. I know that a lot of the people I saw happy, right? Pulling a slot machine, you know, eating good food, hanging out with friends, playing top golf, Driving race cars, which I did, and it did make me happy. It didn't give me meaning, though. It made me happy. So I see all these people, and they have all this happiness, but I know, statistically speaking, I know that half of those people are depressed. That doesn't sound very meaningful. People get meaning from the recreational activities. No, they found happiness. So there is, pursuing your happiness, I think, is a very dangerous thing, because happiness is kind of, it can be the result of meaning, 
but it's not a given. You can be happy from time to time and have a totally meaningless life. So when it comes to an organization, so happiness and meeting are the same thing. And I say this sometimes, like as a business, you can have great perks, but that doesn't mean people will stay, but people will get behind meaning, even if it's difficult, because they found purpose. That's why, you know, so I've just read a book. I'm going to make it Paul's pick for the week. It's a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning by an author named Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl has a special level of authority to speak on things like this because he was a prisoner of the Nazis in Auschwitz, one of the worst prison camps ever existent, ever in mankind, the worst conditions imaginable. The most terrible things were done to them, witnessed the most terrible things. So he has a thing or two to say and a leg leg to stand on when it comes to meaning within suffering and how happiness and meaning are different things. And he says that those who have a why can bear with almost any how. So he was a therapist and after he got out of the prison camp, he was one of the few survivors and he continued his work as a, as a psychologist and he basically created something called logotherapy and is really a, a, a type of therapy that helps people find their way to the meaning, not to eliminate suffering from their lives, but to give it purpose. He gave a great example of a man who came in who was terribly distraught because his wife of many, many decades had passed away and he was heartache and he would keep coming in and he would keep being sad. And one, one session they had a breakthrough and Frankel says to this man, he goes, how do you think your wife would have felt if she passed away before you? How would she have dealt with that? And the man said, oh, she was so sensitive and she loved me so much. She would have been terribly, terribly sad and distraught and, and ruined almost. And Frankel, I think, brilliantly said to the man, so what you're telling me is that your suffering now is fulfilling a purpose because if you going through the suffering means that she didn't have to. And the man sat up and stood up and he said, thank you. And he never came back. The loss of that man's wife didn't change. But now he had meaning and purpose in his suffering and it made him tolerable. Those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. I think this is why Simon Sinek's you know, famous talk, Start With Why, business, famous business TED Talk, Start With Why, talked about how businesses that keep why they do what they do, the meaning at the center of what they do are the ones that have been long-term most successful. They don't start with saying, buy this product. They say, we believe this, so we make products like this. Here it is. Would you like to buy one? That process and that mentality keeps you on track. It keeps a business having its purpose. It tells customers their purpose when they buy into that meeting. It tells a team Um, a team that's working in a company, it aligns them behind why they do things and it makes it more powerful and it makes it more meaningful. Clearly defining your meaning gives context to all your behaviors. So defining the meaning acts like 
like a plumb line. I don't know if you know what a plumb line is. Plumb line is something uh, a builder carpenter will use and they'll hang it and it hangs from the ceiling and it uses gravity to tell you what is straight and what is not straight. And when you hang the plumb line, you now can see if your wall or the two by four or the stud that you're putting up is level or not, because it could look level to the naked eye. But then when you drop the plumb line, only when you drop the plumb line, can you see that it's crooked? So defining your meaning is like dropping a plumb line through your life, dropping a plumb line through your organization. And until you do that, then how can it be fulfilling, truly fulfilling for your organization, for your personal life? If you don't define what it is that you're about as a person, as a family, defining what it is that you're about obviously includes talking about the people or the object of the meaning. Who do I want to serve? Who do I want to encourage? Who do I want to build up? And when you do that, you drop a plumb line in your life that allows you to see, I'm off, I'm on, I'm off. This is why, you know, this is why religion and like the Bible and things like that can give people meaning and purpose. So let me boil it down. I said I would do this at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to give you a practical outworking of what this looks like in a business. Now, we've recently um, gone through uh, a lot of work to define congruent. So I have an agency called Congruent, and that agency produces marketing. We rebrand, we produce messaging, great creative videos and social media content, consulting. We do all this stuff, but lots of people do all that stuff. So why should anybody hire us? Why should anybody decide to work at Congruent? What is our unique thing? What gives Congruent meeting as an agency? So I'm going to read it for you because I don't have it memorized yet. We're still early on. But this is what defines congruence meaning. The lack of human connection in marketing and advertising is robbing businesses of impact and money. And worse, the constant, interrup- the constant interruption of noisy ads and bad creative and this sell, sell, sell mentality, they cast a shadow over everything we do as consumers, every device, every commercial. Everyone is losing. Congruent is an agency that harnesses meaningful psychology and great creative content to connect the products and services of a business with the real needs and desires of consumers. And when this happens, businesses, they have greater impact, they generate more profit, and their marketing actually inspires consumers to be better versions of themselves. Business is more meaningful and profitable when people connect on a human level. There it is. That's our mission. Does that sound like we exist to, you know, increase shareholder value by creating cutting edge advertising that benefits the products, services, and stakeholders of our customers? No, nobody cares about that. But when we say our founding principle and wanting to connect one human and another human in a meaningful way, we say, well, Here's the bottom line. Business is more meaningful and profitable when people connect on a human level. You see how that changes the game? We've defined our meaning. So now that actually helps us make hiring decisions. It helps us make policy decisions. It helps us make equipment rental decisions. It helps us make product offering decisions because we can say, hey, is this help? Is this helping us make more meaningful connections between businesses and consumers? Yes or no? Is this a decision that helps us inspire consumers to be better versions of themselves? 
or are we trying to scare the pants off them, right? You know, so that really is a plumb line, dropping the plumb line, letting us know if we're on target, off target. It's also a rally cry. Comes down, it gives meaning. And yes, in business, in this startup, in this agency, is it difficult? Heck yeah, it's difficult. Heck yeah, it's hard. Heck yeah, there's cash flow problems and there's client issues and there's technical issues. And we get frustrated with one another because we're working in a small office space because we're building a new building and it's tough. But guess what? Meaning, meaning gives value and purpose to all of that struggle. And if you're going to be a leader and you're going to define and align, that's why that's the first one. A leader defines and aligns. We talked about it last week. Well, this is what you have to define. The meaning, the why, the goal, the means. So what do we come back to? It is easy to forget, easy to lose meaning when we are in the fog of life, all the crazy stuff going on. It's easy. You can't see the meaning through the trees, meaning you can't see the forest. You can't fly over top of it and see everything perspective of what's going on when you're down in the fog of life, in the fog of war, in the day in, day out. It's why working to define the meaning is worth it. It's why understanding that meaning has to involve something else, an object of your meaning. So I know we got a little philosophical this week, but I thought it was just a great tag on the end of the leadership episode, talking about meaning because you can't be a great leader unless you understand and harness the power of meaning. I highly recommend you read Viktor Frankl's book, Man, Search for Meaning, because I believe that this understanding will revolutionize the way you lead, the way you work, the way you family, the way you relax. So first, I just want to thank you for listening this far. Thank you for being a part of this community. And I hope we're growing more connected as we do. As always, if you're not connected with me on LinkedIn or Instagram, I'm really active on those platforms, kind of a peek behind the curtain, a great way to DM and interact with me. If you want to, please reach out. I do answer my DMs. I would love to meet you, interact, help you in any way I can. Until then, may you have a meaningful week. May you have a meaningful career. And may you work hard to define what meaning is for you so that you can now make decisions that move you forward and bring more fulfillment. And yes, maybe just a little more happiness. This Clarity Compressed Podcast, episode 106. I'll see you next week. Yeah.